podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. We're called Whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first of the live Whistleblowers podcasts from uh, the Albany Pub in Great Portland Street. Uh, my name is Theo Delaney and I'm delighted to welcome here this evening two regulars from the Chelsea podcast. If you're Chelsea fans, you will no doubt be very uh, familiar with these guys. I've got on my right, Kerry Levy. Hello, Theo. How are you? I'm all right, actually. Excited about the World Cup? I am excited about the World Cup. And from the very same Chelsea podcast, I've got Andy Saunders here. Hello, how, how are you? How excited are you, Andy? I'm, I'm, I'm more excited than I was beforehand. I was quite cynical beforehand, but now I'm into it. Yeah, that's it. It gets you, doesn't yeah, it? You it think, is. oh, I've had it. I've done so many World Cups. It's just another thing. Suddenly, you get sucked in, don't you? Well, it's just that we're so crap. England is so crap. And you then reckon? I think after Euro 96, I just completely fell out of love with it. So everyone yeah. comes along, and every time I kind of harumph and do the whole big club over country yeah, thing. Yeah. And then the World Cup comes and I'm down to Sports Director by my England shirt. <laughs> a massive flag outside my house. Yeah, basically yeah. what you'll find out in the next half hour, he's a complete hypocrite. I am. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> I'm sure that will become apparent. Now, I should say before we talk any further about football, that this show is being supported by Labrooks, we're very pleased to say. And Labrooks are giving us special odds during the tournament. Uh, for starters, sign up and bet a pound on England getting through the group stage and they will give you odds of 50 to 1 and you will then receive £50 worth of free bets to use on the tournament. All you have to do is use the promo code KNOCKOUT. That is KNOCKOUT. The link is bet.whistleblowers.net and if you've already got an account with Labrooks, I have, I don't know about you, I don't know about all of the massive throng of people here, I don't know if you've all got them, but don't worry because they've got something for us too. They're giving our listeners a free bet if England don't win the World Cup. That sounds like free money to me. (laughs) Uh, All you have to do is bet on England to win the World Cup and your stake will be matched if they fail to do so. You cannot lose. You cannot lose. I'm really confused. That doesn't sound like gambling. Let's just see. Yeah. Let's just see. Now, we're recording this. This is before England kick off against Tunisia. Right. So. But what a great 3-0 win. What a great three. Let's imagine we've won three. But right now, before that happens, these odds are, are liable to change. But England are 14-1 to 1 prior to the Tunisia game, which feels about... It feels a bit short to me, I actually. it's quite generous, considering reckon, yeah. what's happened this weekend. Okay. So we've seen now all of the... Most of the big teams have played, uh, apart from England, if you count England. Who have, who's impressed you, Kerry? Iceland <laughs> again it's obvious isn't again. it again yeah you know it's uh, it, it is kind of I've, I've been away doing a lot and I've only been able to catch up with small bits of, of football and things but it's amazing I'm sort of listening to football on the radio again and trying to find out what's going on and things like when scores like that filter through it's an incredible feeling because you go Ah, yes. Now, everyone said we were rubbish. I mean, we were rubbish. Let's not forget that. But, yeah, I guess Iceland have. And, of course, the obvious ones are uh, when the big teams get upset, you know, like Mexico. So it's it's already throwing into confusion everyone's plans and gambling. Yeah, the whole form guide has gone a bit uh, haywire. 
But do you, but the, isn't it true that in tournaments like this, there's a bit of a phony war in the group stage, isn't there? Where you, you, when you look back at the end of a tournament, you look back to those early games, then they're not always an indication of what's to come, are they? No, not at all. And and you know, getting getting overexcited would be would be a bit silly. I mean, I think the team that's really impressed me has been Mexico. You know, I mean, yeah. they look like three or four players in that team that you know that could do a job. You know, Herrera, you know, look, looks decent. And and you know, I just think that their style of counter-attacking football is really interesting. I mean. I think they executed it really well. Iceland, obviously, you know, but <laughs> you have to ask yourself how bad those top teams were, you know, as opposed yeah. to how good they were. But Mexico, I think, genuinely played well. Yeah. And do you th- sorry, I was just going to say, going on about how bad those teams were, do you think Arsenal fans will now feel vindicated about Ozil? You know, because, I mean, <laughs> you know, he's, he was just appalling. What, you mean the ones that don't like him? Well, there's an awful They're an so awful confused, lot. the Yeah, they are, that's what I mean. They, they, yeah. How do they come out of this one, yeah. you know, with, with any sort of respectability? I mean, yeah. what's really interesting is looking at Brazil yesterday, you know, who, you know, a lot of people's favourites for the, for the competition, you know, once again, haven't really risen to the occasion, look like a bunch of decent individuals, but not a mm. team, which is, you know, the, the charge that's, that's constantly being levelled at them. And, you know, you look at Neymar and he spent most of the time on the floor and didn't really do anything it just wasn't wasn't impressive the co-commentator I can't remember who it was now off the top of my head but he said it might have been Lee Dixon it was Lee Dixon yeah and he said after Brazil scored I tell you what it could be just a question of how many now and I thought <laughs> yeah I've heard that sort of thing before at this stage of a game like this well when Chelsea uh, beat Barcelona in the now camp when we went 2-0 down the classic Alan Gree comment of now the floodgates will yeah, open yeah, just I mean, re- it's ridiculous remember. isn't it yeah. the way they construct the narrative after a goal everything changes but i i just wonder if some of these teams at least one or two of them are going to improve aren't they and be, and get good you think so i mean the best i thought of all the big big teams that we've seen so far the best one i've seen didn't win and that was spain i thought spain were great against what Portugal. a game it what, was, again, what a one game. of the great World Cup games. That was the only game I've watched in its entirety. And it, it you was just the right one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was staggering. I mean, it, it was on a technical level above any other game yeah. and any other performance. I would say, though, that Spain do show they have got weaknesses. As, of for course. as good as they were going forward, yeah. again, the, it, it's that philosophy of we'll score one more than you. Yeah. But then the show pony turns up and does his yeah. magic. And but, um, yeah, well, he is incredible, obviously. Yeah, he but, is. But no one else has got him, with the possible exception of Argentina in Messi. So you think Spain would have beaten almost anyone else, but they came up against Ronaldo, and that's why I think so far they look the pick of the bunch. But as I say, this stage of the, the form, it, it's not really usually a guide, is it? What What really interested me about about um, the whole uh, Ronaldo Messi thing is both of them had an opportunity to win the game with a free kick, with the last kick of the game, as did Neymar yesterday. Yeah, and only Ronaldo put it on target. Yeah, you know? also Messi and Ronaldo both had penalties, didn't they? They did. Yeah, yeah. Messi. Uh, well, Messi's missed what, four of his last seven. Yeah, you you said something really interesting there. They all had a chance to win the game. Yeah, actually, Ronaldo did that to draw the true, game. Save the game. Yeah. It felt true. like it, but it felt like yeah, a win like a because win. it was You're such right. an amazing goal. It's, it, yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing. I think also what we've already seen is that you've got to really defend extremely well to keep people out. I I just think defenders aren't as solid as they used to be so that's why you get paid the big bucks about that kind of insight about defending the <laughs> it's true you've got to defend it's really started. well to keep people out just call, just call me Mr. Insight <laughs> <laughs> but um, what about the refereeing do you think it's been a bit lenient so far there haven't been, been a lot of quite 
Which referee? Physical... The, the, the actual refereeing or the VAR referee? Well, we could, could come on to VAR, definitely. But, I mean, I think just generally, I, you know, at the beginning of every tournament, there's usually talk of what the referees have been briefed to do. Some tournaments, they say, the referees are really going to clamp down on heavy tackling. Some tournaments say, they, I mean, there's not been much talk about it. And I feel like the referees have been very reluctant to give yellow cards, especially early on. Quite light touch, yeah, and no, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, but I think that leads on to VAR. I think if you look at the refs, they're in constant dialogue with people. Yeah. And, uh, they're not just phoning home or getting a takeaway sorted. They are <laughs> getting constant, should I do this, should I do that? Yeah. I think there's more going on than we sort of realise with the yeah. referees. And strangely, I mean, I, I, I'm a complete Luddite when it comes to VAR. I'm, I'm generally I'm against it because I hate that idea. I mean, there was a game Tottenham played last year in the Cup where they kept stopping it every 10 minutes for about 10 minutes and coming to the wrong conclusion and stuff. So far, it hasn't been bad. What, you mean giving things for Tottenham? Against Tottenham, yeah. oh, right, and, um, But so far, I think it's worked reasonably well. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think so. I just, I just wish there was a more consistent, yeah. you know, sort of understanding of what it's there for. Some referees want to use it some referees don't I mean yesterday for example the, the, the goal against Brazil was a clear push and yet you know nobody went to the VAR or maybe they did go to the VAR or we weren't informed about the VAR apparently as Kerry says they're all sitting yeah. there talking in his ear I wish they'd just make it a lot clearer I mean um, the experience that Chelsea had with VAR in the cup competitions last year is we're sitting in the stadium and nobody knows what's going on yeah, they don't tell you there's nothing on the screens yeah, that's there's crazy. just a big I mean, at least in the cricket, you know precisely what's happening when they do that. Yeah, and it's on the screen. Do you think this is because football fans are more untrustworthy at behaving? That actually they don't want to show everything that's going on and looking at it in case it gets everyone kicking off. Whereas at cricket, everyone's well behaved. Yeah. Same with rugby and what have you. Very drunk. You know, yeah. Drunk and well behaved. Rugby and cricket. It's the perception of the authorities that actually people wouldn't be able to contain themselves yeah. once they see the well, reality. They, they, they don't show any controversial replays in the ground, do they? They show no, replays, no. but not controversial ones for fear of a riot going yeah. on and the stadium getting burnt down. I think we need to bring them all back. All the, all, let everyone see everything. I think, yeah, you're probably right, because, it, I mean, just sitting there waiting while the referee's doing this, that's not what you've paid. That's not entertainment, is it's it? It's not a visual experience. No. No. But having said that, as I say, I, I'm, I think it's improving. It's getting better. But yeah, they've got to have definite. I mean, to, to ignore those things in the Brazil. None game of the pundits seem, seem to understand. No, they what don't it seem is. to understand either. It still seems like it's still developing. Yeah. And the trouble with that is it seems a strange time to str- still be developing it in yeah. a World Cup. Yeah. They probably should have started this process after the last World Cup so that they perfected it yeah. by now. But, I mean, you know, you can't have everything. I like the fact that apparently all the uh, VAR referees have to sit in a van somewhere in their kit. They have to sit there in a a refereeing kit. There's a lot of vans, aren't there? Have you seen that also that they've got Mark Clattenburg in a van dressed in like a waiter? Yes. He's got a shirt and a waistcoat. Yeah. And he's been in there so long, I'm starting to think he's being kept there against his will. Mumford. The Mumford look. No, he's been kept there for the sake of our will, you know. They're keeping him there. It's the best place for him. him, (laughs) Keeping him incarcerated. But it's like, you know, now you know that they're all dressed up in vans. It's like there are loads of traffic wardens about, aren't they? It's the same principle. You know, those vans are full of strange and not very nice people. (laughs) Yeah. Now, listen, I do now very quickly need to go... Need to go to a an ad break. Let's take, let's take an ad break. The whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Well, wasn't that good? Well, I really enjoyed that ad break, and now we're back. 
Now, uh, talking of VAR and stuff like that, what about the company? Now, Kerry, you, you haven't seen a lot of the telly, have you? No. But I'm... I know you what know, it is. Do you know what Kerry's thing? been doing? Why He's he been watching more? tennis, as, yeah. as I understand it. Is that right? Yeah. Well, ask him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Kerry, to be fair, he's a professional journalist and he is he's, at the moment he's a professional tennis journalist so we can't we can't quibble with his you can alright let's quibble I, with I it thought what you were the hell are you doing here you're supposed to be watching the World <laughs> Cup I thought you were going to call me a professional charlatan which would be more like <laughs> it but um, yeah no I mean I'm, I'm loving seeing the tennis I'm, I'm going around on the tennis tour for the next month uh, and it's been a hell of an experience but it's been really fun when I get the opportunity to switch over to the football well and um, on, it, it, the thing about a World Cup, as you will recall from the last time you watched one, <laughs> is that suddenly you're watching so much football and you're hearing so much bloody commentary that you start to get that thing where the commentators, and in particular co-commentators, great on you. That is magnified a hundred times, isn't it? It really is. I'll tell you what we haven't had previously uh, in, in previous World Cups that we have now, which is bloody WhatsApp. I mean, how yeah. do you watch a, t- a, a game on a football on the TV these days with that WhatsApp going yeah. mental? Yeah, you know, it's WhatsApp nice. on top of like Twitter and Facebook exactly, and, yeah. and all, all that stuff. But I have been analysing the co-commentators. Right. I hate Mark Lawrenson. That that's understandable. Everybody hates Mark Lawrenson because, because I know everyone that, does. But I just wanted to say it again. I just wanted to reiterate. Take this opportunity. You said it as if it was some massive. Yeah, as if it was a revelation. <laughs> it's like saying I hate you know shit or, or no one or likes Nazis. Mark Lawrenson. The thing is though, he gets worse, doesn't he? Because he looks, he talks as if we've all ganged up and made him do this horrible <laughs> onerous task <laughs> to sit for free, be flown out, be paid. To sit and watch World Cup games and then go out to dinner with his mates and have everything paid for. And he is furious about it. He is so bloody miserable and cynical. He reminds me of an old grumpy old git relative who turns up at Christmas. As soon as he turns out, everyone's like, oh, no. Because yeah. he's going to make everything seem bad. Yeah. Even the bloody suck turkey the, and the presents. Suck the energy out of the room. He is, of course, uh, you know, he, he's the other side. The best side of it is Slavon Bilic. Yeah, with his brilliant great. comment of honestly I don't, I don't care. care yeah I love it I love it when they blow it completely and just say none of this matters you're being paid to be a pundit I love it we, we get David Hepworth on the Spurs show who is brilliant but every now and then he just says none of this really matters does it and you think no yeah, but David we've all turned up that's what we're doing here we have to pretend it matters Billich yeah he blew the gap and I've never seen Ian Wright laugh so much he nearly fell off his chair which I yeah. thought was great some other co-commentary that's gone on that has annoyed me, Dixon and Keown. Now, right. I know you're going to say, yeah, you're being biased here, but... No, I'm is, with you. The thing is that they are both advocating foul play. Keown, uh, in, when Egypt played, he was the co-commentator, and he said that if, Salah, if he was playing in that game and Salah came on, the first thing he would do is go and massively smash up his shoulder. <laughs> right? <laughs> Then Dixon, last night when Brazil were playing, Neymar did a couple of little dummies and little shimmies early on. He said, I know what I'd do to him there. <laughs> and then later on, he ended up on the deck and kicked for about the 18th time by Berami and said, oh, he's had a good game, Berami. He really has. <laughs> he's really let him know he's there. And you just think, you know, we know you are. But isn't that what the World Cup's about? What you want from the World Cup is, you know, obviously sublime football, mm. an element of David and Goliath at times, yep. you know, some violence, 
and some huge controversy. That's what you want from a World Cup, yeah. isn't it? I mean, you, you take the last two out of that, then you've basically just got ordinary football. No, that's true. I, I do agree. And you've also, you definitely... I mean, you want Zin- Zinedine Zidane headbutting somebody oh, in the World yeah. Cup final. Well, you that's want... probably the greatest yeah. World Cup moment ever. There you go. But uh, apart, and then the hand of God. And no, you you want to get well, the, wound the up. The final when Holland kicks, uh, and, tried to kick. And blatant yeah. cheating is essential as well. Yeah, yeah blatant cheating to really upset. Biting us. that's always good. Absolutely, yeah. all of it. It's fine. All of this is to come, presumably. As oh well. yeah, because Who knows what there's been no biting in this first round. You no. completely talked yourself out of your point. Haven't you? Yeah, no, no. Sorry, no I that. like to be annoyed, <laughs> obviously, but it's just I think it's. I think we've gone back to the fact they're both ex-Arsenal, but no, yeah. but no, I'm I not biased because I'm, I'm. There are no club allegiances at this point. We're all England. I think. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Can, can so. I just say also, I, you know, although well, Kerry's Welsh, just, yes, <laughs> that's true, and we are. You know, I'm a bit of a mongrel. All sorts of nationalities I could support in this, um, but also on radio, there's co-commentators that annoy me on radio. Anyone's in particular? Yeah, Chris Sutton. Chris oh, really? Sutton, I quite like Sutton. Do you? Yeah. Oh, you, you still saw about how few goals he scored in a blue he shirt. He scored one against Man United. Yeah. It was a very good goal, but yeah. that's not <laughs> all, you know, that you, you want no, more than I, one. What is it about Sutton you don't like? Is it his well, silly starts, accent? No, it's, yeah, I mean, it's his hick accent yeah. from, you know, out in the Anglian fens. Yeah. But he also starts turning into Terry Butcher, which is a really odd thing. Terry Butcher, if they're on the same programme, you go... Was that Butcher or was that Sutton? And at one point, even it sounded as though the main commentator couldn't tell who he's talking to. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Well, um, they're both East Anglian, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. Um, but one's Ipswich and one's Norwich. Exactly. That's, funny thing, isn't it? That's right, boy. That's it. Yeah, I don't mind Sutton. The only reason I don't mind Sutton is he, came, he only came along a couple of years ago, didn't he? You thought, Where, where's he been all this time? He must have been on radio. He must have been on that station that Alan Partridge is on. Yeah, radio well, Norwich. North Norfolk Digital. Yeah. Yeah. And they must have just brought him out to the main... But I just thought he... I, what, what I do like about him is he do, he's very sort of forthright and tell, says what he really thinks. Yeah, I guess. But it's all for dramatic effect. Yeah. It, it's, well, a, yeah. it's all... It's you kind know, of half the yeah. point of being a yeah, pundit, No, but it? it's, it's kind of... He changes his mind all the time. I'm not convinced. In the studio, Bilic has been great. But somebody sent round a really... Fan, I recommend this on Twitter. I, I re- retweeted it if you're looking for it, which is this moment where... Roy Keane, who is the best of the lot, because he is, obviously, as we all Can know, I just psychotic. Say, just before you make your point about Roy Keane, yeah. he's not very good, is he? But do you think people are just too frightened to tell him that yeah. he's not very good? But well, you've just told him. Well, he's fascinating because you just don't know... You expect him to try and kill someone soon. And they've got this video going around where they've, someone's got, found this moment where Billich, who's quite animated, as you know, and is quite good, as you say... He's saying something to Keane and he leans over and just sort of touches him on the shoulder as he's saying it. And then the camera zooms in to Keane's face and it's in slow motion. He gets this look on his face like a total psychopath and he starts to grit his teeth. And the, whoever's said, I mean, they've said sooner or later, Don't if touch he touches Roy. him again, <laughs> he's going to kill him on live television. That's why Keane's good, because you know that, I mean, he's so nuts, isn't he? Well, but he's just terrifying. And I yeah. can imagine the kind of BBC, harassed BBC, you know, direct, is it BBC or ITV he's on? He's ITV. So the ITV director, yeah. you know, he's got a load of things going on, having to go up to Roy at the end and going, quite like to contribute a bit more, Roy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe a little bit more than he's just yeah. rubbish, you know, yeah. just, just a little bit more. He's yeah. not going to give him notes, is yeah, he? Exactly. But, do what but you who want. would make the better hitman or assassin, Keane or Billich? I reckon Billich is... Well, yeah. It'd be far more 
controlled about yeah it. he'd be more controlled yeah. for certain I mean Keane he would be absolutely just out of control just beat you to death in yeah, the he'd pub just be, he'd kick you to death in yeah. a pub exactly but you wouldn't even know that Billich had done it no but Billich no. would then go Billich into the pub Billich would be a stiletto yeah. somewhere yeah but he'd go into the pub and boast about it afterwards that's the possibility that could, be, <laughs> that could be the downside for Billich so um, who do we think now We've got two big markets here on Labbrooks. We've, got the, we've talked about the, the to win the tournament market. Brazil are favourites, even despite their lacklustre beginning. Germany have drifted massively from 92 to 15 to 2. Spain have come in slightly. I'm fancying Spain at this point. Yeah, me too. Really? Yeah. What do you think, Kerry? Mm, yeah, I, uh, we'll see. I need to see them for another game. You yeah, know, of course. It's a big... It's a, it's an interesting thing that that game happened in the very first game in that group because I... Always thought it was going to be a draw. Just didn't think it would be a three-all draw. Yeah. Um, I think they'll be happy with it. I think they played lovely football between them and had a nice game. When the chips are down, we have to see what happens with that Spanish defence. Yeah. I, I think when you look at them going forward and what they've got going yeah. forward and, and also what you've got in the midfield with Busquets and when you've got you know that kind of solidity in the midfield yeah they're a little bit iffy at the back but I think going forward they're magnificent and, yeah. and ultimately I think that's what, win world, that's what wins World Cups yeah. is the ability to go forward and score you goals. certainly hope so you hope yeah. the team that is the best attacking team wins and like you said I it normally so. is they're not going to come up against peak Ronaldo again in this competition I don't think no, I, want, I presume they can meet in the only final in the final, yeah. yeah. But Which I mean, be, that, that playing, playing at that level in that kind of supreme being, supernatural. Yeah, he way can't that do. He I mean, even he can't do that every game, can he? I don't think so. And then top goal scorer, guess who the favourite is? <laughs> Him. Yes, Ronnie is is fifteen to eight even at this stage to be top goal scorer in the World Cup. So no one's going to that. He's unbackable at that. Price, but but it's you? interesting, isn't it? Because what was it? He's only scored three goals in three other World Cups. And he's now matched to the same amount of goals yeah. in that first game. So he could easily not score again. Like exactly. He's always failed to score. So, you know. It's mm. weird that, isn't it? But that's another thing about a World Cup. You end up analysing, and international football in general, you analyse one game. I mean, England will play later. Whatever happens, the analysis, we'll, we'll read so much into it. In a club, you know, I mean, Germany losing to Mexico, a top team in the Premier League will lose a silly game once or twice a year and still win the league. But in international football, it's the end of the world, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and and it, you know, I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to be in Germany at the end of that game and listen to them talk about yeah, what a moaning on and on and on. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting because they're not used to that happening. No, you know, normally if it doesn't go well, they get a draw in yeah. their opening group game. Yeah. So for them to actually lose is a very strange thing. But I mean, you know, I, I think there's been remarkable sort of mistakes made by some managers, and I think you know the squad that Love has picked. Is a very strange one. Why has he left Sane? I don't yeah. get it. I don't get Why? it. Well, I mean, one of know, those... if only you know, it was yesterday, wasn't it? If only they had a left-sided attacking <laughs> midfield player. Oh, I wonder who that who, who could, could cross the ball in and take people on. <laughs> oh, hold on, yeah. that's the I one mean, he you left can't, out. You can't really think of any squad he, sh- he couldn't get into, could that's you, Sane? Astonishing decision. Never get in the England team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. I mean, uh, and then how far? Okay, so we haven't played Tunisia yet, but really, how far? They're my dark horses, England. Tunisia. Tunisia. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Tunisia's star player plays for Sunderland? Yes. But he's injured. That's how bad Tunisia are. Let's get some context there. Yeah, but so, have you seen some of the string of results before this World Cup? Good, are they? Yeah, they've, they've, they drew with Spain. 
Right. Um, they've oh, had God. Some, they've had some other... Good, honestly, I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. And I'm not saying that just as a, a usual sort of England thing, but I, I, I think they're, you know, a difficult side. We should win. Yeah. But also, haven't, we haven't won an opening game for a very long time. And the last time we did was against Tunisia. Tunisia. Yeah. I was there yeah. in Marseille in 98, yeah. There you go. Yeah, and there was a massive what, riot what? beforehand and another one afterwards. Can I ask you, what did it feel like to be in the force of the water cannon? Because that was when I, we used it, wasn't it? Yeah, but I was... No, I, we, I was there with a few mates, obviously, and we, we were ducking and diving, dodging and weaving. We didn't actually... We managed to, in a very cowardly manner, avoid any of the actual brutal con, uh, That's conflict. not cowardly. That's clever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were... We, but it was scary. I mean, it was like a war zone. It really was. Mm. But we, we weren't actually in the uh, eye of the storm. I'm didn't didn't fancy Russia, then? Didn't really fancy Russia in the light of that, you know, yeah. that experience, no. But yeah, so far there's been no... No, it doesn't look so far, does it? it no trouble with England then. <laughs> yeah, cut. No, I don't think it will be because I, I think they... They killed everybody yeah, in the, in the, in the run-up really to it. They've already got rid yeah. of everyone. And, and also, it's an expensive journey to make. You know, it's, it's quite an... In- well, Stan, a lot of uh, countries have taken a lot of fans, but England, I don't think, have taken that many fans for, for these reasons that we're talking about. I mean, it look, just looks like an insane trip to make. But loads of Mexico fans yesterday. Yeah, huge. I mean, some countries, unlikely countries, have got huge armies of fans. All of Iceland are there. Yeah, the whole of Iceland, yeah, and all of their relatives. <laughs> yeah. But um, Stan Collimore posted a picture of... He said it was really hard. He's walking around the town. He's quite hard to find England flags and things like that, which is unprecedented. Normally, England take over whatever town they're in in a World Cup, you know, and he said it's not happening at all. He said there are actually more Tunisian fans. Mm. So that tells you why, you know, that nobody... I mean, it did seem like a crazy thing to do, go out there, didn't it? Yeah, well, especially after... You what know, happened in... Yeah, exactly. And maybe that was part of the plan, to keep went, England fans away, batter them elsewhere. I went, to, uh, I went to Baku with Chelsea in last November for the Champions League game in Azerbaijan. Right. And, uh, and that was kind of a crazy place to go. Right. You, know, you were a one-man troublesome army, weren't <laughs> no, you? No, Certainly about 500 of us went, but, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was really interesting to see the reception got. And speaking to them over there, they were like... Are you going to Russia? Really? And it's like, and they're like, oh, I wouldn't if I were you. Really? You know, even the Azerbaijani people were going, yeah, don't go to Russia. Don't, whatever you do, don't go to Russia. No, but no. you, but, but there was no trouble out there. No, they loved us over there. It was brilliant. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was good fun. No, I went to Japan for the World Cup. Right. And it was lovely. Everyone was really lovely. So it can be done. It can be nice, can't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it can. I mean, I, I don't know what you know. What the, I mean, obviously, Putin cannot afford a PR disaster. So, right. I mean, they spent one point two million killing stray dogs uh, in in the run up to the wow. World Cup. You know, so God knows what they've done with stray people. <laughs> the funny thing is, when they um, when we had all that trouble in France and the Russians came all tooled up and beat seven colours of shit out of the England fans. They had the full backing of the Russian government, didn't they? Or yeah. any, any utterance from Russia was entirely positive about well, it. Yeah, they had the, the Ministry of Defence or whatever up yeah. in Parliament going, this is a very good performance yeah, from our, our, brave boys, lads, our brave our lads. Brave lads. Yeah. So I think PR-wise, they thought internally that played very well, but now they, what they're thinking more about the yeah. global PR. Thing, and also, yeah. I've, been to, I've been to Moscow with Chelsea. We were in a terrible uh, Champions League final against Manchester United when Don't John, remember John Terry laughingly missed the penalty, which I'm sure is very amusing for anybody who doesn't support Chelsea but um, that was a miserable experience but I will say that the overwhelming police and military presence dissuaded anybody from starting any trouble right. 
you know, so, because so you've seen it in action. So that's obviously what they're doing. Yeah, I've it? seen I've seen you know thousands of police officers and soldiers on the streets. You know, to marshal thirty thousand football fans. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's so, a terrifying show of force. It's funny, of course, we're talking like this. So England are kicking off in a, from now in about, uh, I think, an hour and a half or something like that. And we are talking as if it's all shut down. Let's hope we're not going to end up with egg on our faces. And that, but I don't think so. There aren't enough of them out there anyway. No. I think it's going to be fine. Yep, I think it'll be fine so, too. So I think we should wrap this up, lads. I'd like to thank you both. But before we wrap it up, let's have some predictions. I want you to predict for me the final and the winner's of this World Cup. And I know you're going to say, yeah, it's too early to say, but imagine Slavon Bilic has got a stiletto to your throat. So you're going to have to say something, Kerry. Okay. You need to tell me if it's possible or not. I don't know. Okay, so... So just just go mad. Okay, I'm going to go... Okay, I'm going to go England-Spain. Wow, I love that. Imagine that, England-Spain. You can tell I've not watched Absolutely walloped. Who do you see winning? England. Hey! Look, you've got to have... As a, I'll 14 say, to 1. You've got to have hope, and then Andy will say... It's the hope that kills you. There yeah, you go. So. Yeah, that's a, I thought that was the Spurs motto. just shows you everything you that's think what about... That's we always say about universal. Spurs. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, so Andy, what's your... Well, I think Spain will win it. I mean, I genuinely right. do. Yeah. I, I would love the other finalists to be Mexico. Oh, yeah. I'd love it. I'd love yeah. a Mexico-Spain you know, Latin final right. with all the fire that that will bring with yeah. it. Um, but I do think that Spain have just got too much in the tank. You know, they've yeah. had a slightly, you know, sort of stuttering start, yeah. came up against the peak Ronaldo, but I don't think that'll happen again. I think they'll steamroll their way to the final and win it. And so they should because they're probably the best team. Yeah. I, I can also give you the goal scorer for England as well. It'll okay. be in the 89th minute. Is it Kieran yeah. Trippier? No, it'll be, <laughs> be Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Hey. Oh, of there course. <laughs> Loftus-Cheek with a 90... What did you say 93rd minute winner? 89th. 89th, 89th. minute winner. Yeah, don't be silly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I like the look of Spain as well. I, I see Spain beating a resurgent Germany mm. in the final, because that's typical Germans. Miss, you lose the first game and then claw their way back, you know. No, they're finished. I don't think they're good enough. No. All right, well, and we haven't it. mentioned Belgium, but there you go. No. That's for I was just time. saying before, Belgium are playing right now. I don't want to, anyone know Three the score? 3-0. Three nil, is Lukaku it? Lukaku with two in six minutes. Oh, okay. Because I, I was, was saying, looking at your screen. I mean, you know, you, you know what I think they should do for the Belgian games. I was saying this before: is they should let Stuart Hall out of prison just to do the Belgium games because he used to love the Belgians in It's a Knockout. Do you remember that? Just some frontier. Yeah, he used to laugh. He's look at the Belgians like <laughs> just for that. Just let him out for maybe he could do it from in in prison. I don't know. Anyway, on that lovely cheery note, I feel a little queasy. Now. <laughs> on that cheery note, on that pedophile supporting note, <laughs> I would like to thank thank you all for coming. Thank you all for listening at home. This has been the very first of a series of live World Cup whistleblowers. Tune in next time. I think we're back on Thursday and several other times after that. Thank you, Kerry. Pleasure. Thank you, Andy. My pleasure. And uh, see you all soon. Ta-da. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Never write off the Germans is back, this time with me, Barry Castanola, for another season of hilarious Celebrity World Cup quizzery. Each episode, I'll be joined by three lions of the comedy world who will battle it out in a hastily put-together quiz and share their favourite World Cup moments. 
The winner will celebrate like a drugged-up Maradona, while the losers will cry into their shirts like Gaza. I'll be refereeing proceedings with the authority of Pierre Luigi Colina, but the ego of Mark Clattenburg. Download the first episode next week with guests Bob Mills, Kevin Day and Paul Tonkinson. If you want free tickets to the live recordings in central London, go to belletto.co.uk. That's B-I-L-L-E-T-T-O and search Never Write Off the Germans. Subscribe to Never Write Off the Germans now and never miss an episode by finding us at neverwriteoffthegermans.com or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you usually get your podcasts. Terms and conditions apply. Listeners don't have to be over 18, but they may be the swear word. The winner may not be on drugs and losers may not cry. Hilarity not guaranteed for everyone is comedy subjective. Podcast Network.